0: Hey guys, happy Wednesday and welcome back to your favorite podcast, <laughs> Come Back to Love. Uh, three things. Let me just say thank you to everyone who wished me a happy one year on this podcast journey. Thanks to everyone who came out. Thanks to everyone who couldn't come out but sent cash apps and text messages and all the other um accolades. I appreciate it. Um Shout out to all the fellas. Again, I'm always thanking you guys, because again, there are like 70% men listening to this podcast and I fucking love y'all. And I promise, promise in this season two, there will be visuals to match this podcast. They are coming sooner than you think. I'm setting everything up as we speak. But anyway, I'm going to jump right into this week's topics. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe, follow, or whatever the prompt is on the app that you're listening on. If you can be a dial, share this with your friends, Twitter, Instagram, all over social media. Again, I'm trying to blow this shit out the window this year. But anyway, again, like I said, I'm not going to waste no time. I'm going to get right into this week's topics and uh, I'm going to jump all over the place a little bit, but first I wanted to I wanted to um, talk about this concept. The concept that you can't get everything you desire from one person. And I know it sounds kind of harsh and hard, like, what you mean? But of course I'll have a story. I have a story. Um, so I was talking to a friend of mine or whatever, and they were having issues in their relationship, um, really serious issues, communication issues, um, issues as far as like um, the person not reciprocating um, the proper um, courtesies, just very specific but very serious issues that can hinder the day-to-day of a functioning relationship, especially a relationship where two people live in the same household, right? But you know, she's asking me how to address the issues. And on one hand is like in her situation, which I won't dig really all into it because it's kind of personal, but it made me think about, again, the concept of not being able to get everything from one person and she being the first scenario. You got a guy who he's not the best communicator, you know, like there are, issues in your relationship, but the foundations of what makes a good relationship is there, meaning he's a provider, Um, you know, meaning he, he's considerate. Um, They don't have children together, but he considers her child his and he does a lot of chivalrous things and he's upgraded her as far as materialistically and mentally and they live well and all that kind of stuff. But Da, 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 da. The bad thing is He's not a good communicator The nigga might stay out all night You know what I'm saying It's like little things there And then I have another friend Who is a guy Or whatever He's a really good guy A good guy As far as The essence of him Is a good guy He works He used to be in the street He's not in the street no more Works really hard And then works at like a, a decent dope ass job Where is beneficial To the household Um, You know what I'm saying He just bought a house With his girlfriend Which I don't condone Again, y'all know how I am. I'm super old fashioned when it comes to shacking the fuck up. But um, they just bought a house, a nice house, and um, you know, they're doing their thing. However, the girlfriend is super fucking controlling. She's super controlling, and when I and I, when I talk to him about their relationship, it's the, it's the same as with my girlfriend. But she checks other boxes. She's very responsible. She um financially has her shit together. Um, they're able to like quote unquote build together but now that they're having issues is this 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 devil on one shoulder like do I leave this bitch alone and cut my losses and then it's a motherfucker on the other shoulder like well damn what would, would, would you want to cut your losses and get a bitch that don't got um nothing to bring to the table and it's like it makes me think about, and there's other people in other scenarios, you know, like I know people who got a a man in their life that does every fucking thing. I mean, bitch don't even got to cook dinner. The nigga cooks dinner. The nigga does everything, but his sex is trash, you know? And and like my homeboy, you know, his bitch is easy on the eyes, good on paper, but she's a fucking nag. She's fucking annoying. So it goes to the concept the idea of you can't get everything from one person. And, and, and I believe that you, that there's a little small percentage of people, a very small percentage of people that actually gets everything from one person, meaning, um, and I'll use myself for an example. I'm gonna throw myself way under the bus and use myself for an example. Um, the, the man that I love, you know, um, he's everything except a whole lot of other things that I need him to be. So it's like at this, at this stage in in the game, you know, can you get everything from one person? I think the idea sounds immaculate. I think that everybody has a flaw. I'm not saying that you want to meet this perfect guy or this perfect woman and she's going to be Intellectually what you want and physically what you want and sexually what you want and all the other things and check all the boxes. But I think that um, when it comes to big things like being too clingy or like my homeboy situation, like literally his bitch says shit like you can't go with them. Like, I don't care for your friends. You can't go with those friends. You can't do these certain things. And like my homegirl, like, um, yeah, like I might not talk to my nigga until he come in the house tonight. But am I supposed to just swallow that because he checks all the other boxes? And it's so fucked up that people in these predicaments, men and women that are in these predicaments in these one, you know, these 50-50 relationships, meaning 50% you what I want and 50% you are not. They're so fucking scared to leave the situation because of what's unknown. You know, like what, what really, what's really good. And I have been thinking about this for like a week. I was going to talk about this prior, but I was thinking about this for like a week. And I'm thinking like, damn, like, I think that if someone like, I know this is going to sound fucked up. It's going to sound horrible, but I think that you got to cut your losses and you have to make the decisions in your relationship that are right for you. Because for me, me personally, at fucking 39 and a quarter, if I meet a man and he's a provider, like an excellent provider and, you know, we can we can fuck four or five days a week and he's doing the shit that I need him to do and we go on a date occasionally, but the nigga just don't talk to me. I could care less. Don't talk. To, don't talk to me. But that's just me. I'm not complaining about that. But on the flip side, I can't be with someone that's not turning me on sexually. That's not who I need them to be sexually. Like that is a deal breaker for me. And like I always tell you guys, we have to make those lists, you know, our list with 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 um with possibility of making adjustments in that list. But there are certain things that are deal-breakers for me, like as a woman, like females, ladies, ladies that are listening and that are listening to podcasts and that, you know, listen to my advice and I want y'all to take heed. If you're in a situation with a man and you're not like, even if you married, Okay. Stop trying to be these niggas' mothers, okay? Stop trying to be his mom. Stop telling this man what you what he can and can't do. You're not his fucking mother. You're not his mom. And guess what? He's going to conjure up a way. I don't give a fuck if he work 20 hours a week. He's going to conjure up a way to find a bitch like me to confide in because you're getting on his motherfucking nerves. You cannot expect a... Like, we have to have lives outside of our relationships. And I, and there is a healthy way to have a social life. There's a healthy way to have a social life that involves your partner. And there's a healthy way to let your fucking partner, men and women, but I'm talking to you ladies because th- th- my homeboy who tells me about his woes is not the only man I know who has a woman in his life that's so fucking particular. You so fucking insecure. You so fucking annoying and naggy. You cannot tell a grown fucking man that he can't hang with his friends. That's ridiculous. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Who the fuck do you think you are? He's going to cheat on you, bitch. And even if he don't sexually cheat on you, like if he's not pressed to go fuck another bitch, he is definitely right now, today, on Insta, sliding in some IDM on one of them goofy-ass dating apps, On the line of a bitch he was fucking before y'all got serious. And he is complaining and telling her how much you're getting on his motherfucking nerves. So please stop doing it. And fellas, if you have a good woman at home, you got a good woman at home. She's fucking you. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all relationship is a vibe. She's giving you the pussy. She's cooking. She's cleaning. She's providing her end of the bargain, whatever that agreement is that y'all have. Call the bitch. Communicate. Be chivalrous. Because every little thing that's a little small flaw over time becomes bigger and bigger. And you really got to learn the person that you're with. You have to understand what they can tolerate. Because there's a bitch out here that can get walked all over, stepped on, stepped on, bounced on, pounced on, and will still wake up in the morning and make you fucking French toast. And there's another woman out there that has a very short temperament when it comes to not being happy. And happiness is the ultimate goal. So fellas, if you're in a relationship with a woman that's not sucking your dick, that's not giving you the pussy, that's not being who you need her to be, you need to have a conversation with that bitch tonight And you lay all your lines on the table because life is too fucking short to be not getting your dicks up. (laughs) And ladies, life is too motherfucking short to be nagging on your nigga. Leave him alone. Shit. But yeah, so I wanted to pose that question to you guys today. Something to ponder on this week. Do you think you can get everything from one person? I don't. I don't. And in the spirit of dating and faux pas and different things that's going on in my um, circles, circle of friends, you know, I want to talk to the ladies again. Um, I think that we are making big mistakes when it comes to dating again. And we are pushing, you guys are pushing your men away. And I, and I just spoke on some of the ways that y'all pushing them away, being a nagger you know, all of that cool shit. But let's just say you do have a guy who's checking every box. Okay. He's doing everything, but you got your own shit going. This is why it's important to date someone fellas. This is why it's important to date a confident woman. And I, and, and, and I understand that sometimes women can have babies or they can go through woes in their life and it might be during your relationship and she used to be this fiery, bubbly type of bitch and now she went through something and she's like on lame time and all of that. But y'all got to try to get some counseling and work through it. But the key to a successful relationship is being in a relationship with somebody that's happy without you. You know, you can't be in a relationship with somebody who... All their happiness, all their fulfillment is contingent upon you and what you bring to the table because later on down the line, shit's gonna get miserable. But again, I wanted to tell this to my ladies. this is this is a, a big PSA. When it comes to picking and choosing, because now we have learned by listening to Comes Back to Love, your favorite podcast, you have learned that you are single. And when we're single, we are allowed to date multiples, right? So you learned that lesson. We single, we're dating multiples, we're making a list, we're checking it twice, we're laying down the foundation of who's in first place, who's in second place, blah, blah, blah. Rank men accordingly. He who provides the most gets the most time. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about he who provides the most whatever it is that you need provided the most. For me, it's motherfucking tangible. It's consideration. Is is oh, you're going to get Chanel's done? Cool. What the fuck is these men doing for you? You have to assess your list. Get your list out. You're dating two niggas at the same time. The one who's doing the most should get the most time. You dating four niggas at the same time. The one who does the most should get the most time. What are they doing for you? We gotta get out of the shallow because I just was talking to a friend this morning and we was just breaking down the dynamics of her list. You know, she got a nice little lineup. But she got a new, a new, a new player on the team, and he's like checking all these boxes, like checking boxes that the other people that have been there before him is not necessarily checking. And you know, when we go through her list and we, I'm like, well, listen, well, such and such gets knocked to the bottom, and such and such get knocked to the bottom because he who does the most gets the most time. And granted, she even admitted, and I've been in this predicament before, like sometimes the person who is providing the most of whatever it is you need. I'm not saying buying shoes, buying bags, taking you to five-star restaurants unless that's your twist. If that's what you require and that's what he's providing, then I'm that's what I'm talking about. But it's like you might not be she's not super attracted to this guy. I mean, he's not unattractive, but he has little quirks that, again, it goes back to not being able to get everything from one person. So I'm like, bitch, listen, he might not be 6'5", 250, muscular build, athletic shape, the new Balenciaga's on. However, he's checking all those boxes. And when you're dating and when you're moving through and you're not necessarily trying to be, um, you know, single, you got to take what you can get. And it's not about, it's not a settling thing. It's not a settling thing. It's the thing where we're being smart. So before y'all, um, before y'all guys get on me, I'm not saying be a gold digger. I'm not. Con- I'm not saying you know that women should choose the guy with the best car or that's buying her the best shoes. But if that's what she requires, she should. I'm saying, ladies, what is he doing for you? This is a time of year to be selfish. It's almost Christmas. After Christmas is New Year's. So here comes the res of fucking Lucians. And after the resolution, here is Valentine's Day. After Valentine's Day, if you a bitch like me, who birthday in the summer is the big, big birthday. (laughs) So let's go. What is he doing for you? Yes, check your list. Make adjustments where you need to. You got to choose who's choosing you. And it goes back to something. And I think I shared this with y'all before. And if I didn't get your pen, write it down. You've heard this before. But I have an old head who's beautiful, intelligent, got her shit going on. She gives you a Holly Berry vibe. Shortcut, stunning. Stunning popping. She has an amazing husband, right? She's one of the people that I admire the most in a solid black love relationship. And what she told me years ago in my twenties, she said, Sheena, you marry the man who loves you more than you love him. And why she said, because you will never have to chase him. And I know fellas it's going to sound horrible, But as women, we have to protect our heart and most of our hearts are connected to our pussies. So I want you to go into this new season. You know, this this pre-holiday season with the thought, what the fuck are you doing for me? Cut the niggas off that's not doing nothing for you. Date the guy who calls you beautiful and means it. Date the guy who asks you if you need anything on a random fucking Tuesday. Date the guy who, when he's, you're with him, he's chivalrous and he's opening the door. Date the guy that when your hair is not done, he still tell you that he's beautiful. Date the guy who likes you. Because you've been doing it your way for a long motherfucking time. And we still single. I ain't been to a wedding in forever. Well, I just went to a wedding. But it's my cousin wedding. But you understand what I'm saying? I ain't been to a wedding in a long motherfucking time. I should be going to a lot of weddings next year. Date the one who loves you the most. And then get back with me in six months and let me know how that's going for you. Because we've been chasing. And I'm guilty of it, too. I used to be the type of female that had this rigorous, oh, he got to be 6'5. Oh, he got to have to fly clothes. Oh, he got to have to fly his car. Fuck that. Now, granted, sometimes the game God sends upon a blessing, and the guy that does have all of that shit actually likes a bitch. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you're going to save yourself a lot of stress if you just date the person that likes you more. And, fellas, if you have that girl in your life that you like more and you've been full court pressing her and she's been like igging you a little bit, you might need to have a conversation with her and let her know like, listen, I really like you. But at the rate you're going, bitch, I'm finna go like some somebody else. Okay? <sighs> yeah. That's the message this week. The message this week is you go where you are appreciated, not where you're tolerate it. Okay. So make your list, check it twice and go over there with him. Fuck the one that's cuter. Go with the person that's, that's going to be beneficial, long-term beneficial. And I'm tired of saying the same thing, but I keep getting the same questions. So I'm not answering that question again this week. Cause somebody asked me About choosing between two people. It's no fucking choice. You go with the person that's doing the most. I don't give a fuck if he's ugly and you don't even like looking at his face. You better deal with it. Take a shot. Because chasing the person that you think is so fine and so cute. He got 20 other bitches that think the same fucking thing. And that's why you keep getting put on hold and put on the back burner. Because you're not a priority. So, yeah. if you Priority stat is me or get the fuck on. But I do have a couple questions that I will answer. (laughs) That I will answer this week. That was like dating fucking boot camp. So you guys should um, take heed. That was a lot of valuable information. Came at you high, right? I told y'all right out the gate. So I'm going to answer a couple of questions. Um, okay, I'll just a- answer this question since this was such a heavy dating um, topic this week. Why is it so hard dating in this generation? That's what somebody asked me on the Comes Back to Love page on IG. Every other week, I do post um, a question box for you to ask questions, and I sort through them, and I ask the ones that I think are most relevant to the actual episode. So uh, that's a heavy one. That's a It's a lot of reasons. I mean, I think that, obviously, I think we discussed this before, that social media has a lot to do with um, the state of dating right now. I feel like everybody thinks that they have – so many options, especially the guys, the guys, um, you know, it's, it's like a, a double standard a little bit because I've been in situations where like, I don't, I'm not opposed to meeting people on social media, but you got like three days before I block your ass. Cause you're not going to just keep Again, trying to date me in the DM, keep asking me all these personal questions that you could ask me at a restaurant. We're we gonna introduce each other, and we're gonna say we're gonna say where you live. Oh, do I need to fly to you? Are you flying to me, or am I meeting you somewhere for dinner? And then we can have a date. The social media thing, it goes, it it works a lot of different ways. It's like a gift and a curse. Like a little bit is beneficial because you do meet people from all over the place, but then a little bit is a hot mess because. When you are kind of like popular or like super attractive, like guys just automatically assume that it's 65 people competing for your time, which it might be 65 people in my DM, but it's definitely not 65 people on my phone line. So I think that social media in a lot of different ways, that way being one, another way is that people are comparing their potential relationships to like some shit that people posted on Instagram. I'm not saying females is not getting helicopter rides and flowers because that's what grown-ass men should be doing for grown-ass women, period. But I think that people are going right into situations thinking on week two that it's about to be like a whirlwind of gifts and trips. And that's not always necessarily the case. And I keep telling y'all ladies that a lot of times these females is buying their own shit. If I post a picture of only, I'm posting pictures and stories of only what I want you to see only what I want you to believe is going on. So don't believe the hype. And don't compare your first week in a relationship or first two weeks getting to know somebody or first six months of your relationship to a fucking highlight reel of some people on Instagram trying to become the next big smash in relationships on Instagram. So I think this generation, unfortunately, is a lot to do with social media, the influence that it has, um... I tried to, I told y'all before, I don't remember what episode it was, but if you listen, then you know, you can go back to the episode where I broke down the categories of men that I, the categories in which I think is appropriate for men to be on social media. But hopefully 2022 men are learning to get the fuck up off of Instagram and we can start dating. Like we used to date back in the day, like when people actually went on dates and not just talk to you in your DM all day. But social media, I mean, comparison, comparison is a thief of joy. So if you online all day comparing your first date to somebody else's and it's not adding up, then of course you probably won't be so inclined to like talk to that guy for a long time. So I mean that and then expectations, which I know is cliche, but can't go into situations where people expecting you're going to be married in three weeks. It's just, that's just not reality. You got to get to know people. You got to allow people to get to know you and take your time and have fun. I don't really think it's that much harder to date. I think that everybody has these unrealistic expectations of what they think dating is supposed to be because of, again, social media, movies. These fucking conversations y'all um having in people's comments on blogs and stuff like that. It's still the same world. The game did not change. When these phones go dead and people turn their app off, it's still the same. And then also dating, date when you when you picking somebody to date, date the person that's in your range. This goes for men and women. Like stop trying to date a hot girl if you don't have the components to really really hold that hot girl down and vice versa why you keep on thinking you're gonna make it with this popular nigga if you know you insecure and you know you're not gonna be able to take it if he get a thousand likes on his picture gotta be realistic so i don't think overall that dating is harder i think the expectations and the contingencies that are placed upon relationships these days are super unattainable and i think we need a reality check so yeah that's just my opinion because I've been getting dated the same way for all my life. you going to do what I want or you ain't going to do me at all. Okay. So I'm going to answer this other question. Let me see. Which one should I answer? I only got time for probably like one more. Uh, this is an easy question. And, and, um, I appreciate you asking it because you know, I like when guys ask me questions, but anyway, he asked what was a good age for marriage. And I don't think it's no age. I think it's a, a readiness. Um, Shit, get married when you're ready. I don't think it's an age, age time, and age is so cliche. It's such an old-fashioned notion that you have to do certain things by a certain age or have things done by a certain age. And I am guilty of being one of those ages people who used to put age and time limits on everything, but I thought I would be way further in my life's journey by 40. And I don't know what the next, what, six, seven months has in store, but- I feel like everything happens when it's supposed to. Had I married the man who 6 years ago I thought would have been my husband, I would be a widow right now. You know, had I married um at a young age, what I what I had my daughter, what I had my books, what I you know, my life would have took a complete different path. Like it's all written, but I think you should get married when you are financially and emotionally ready. Don't jump into no situation where your heart and your and, and your soul is not healed because there's too much toxicity going on anyway. No need to be um, floating that around a relationship. So the perfect age for marriage is the, the age for a man. Your perfect age for marriage is when you know that you've met someone that you can continue this life's journey with, somebody that you have no problem protecting, providing for. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that matches your thing. And ladies, you know if he like you more than he like him, if you 22, jump the broom, <laughs> do your thing. I went, I, I I posted on my Instagram, um, today, you know, that I want for my friends, what I want for myself. And this is what I, the concept or idea that I wanted to end this episode with. Um, I hear a lot of stories. I've been involved in situations where, you know, um, people have stopped being friends or people have stopped speaking to their friends when they get a guy and especially with women, it happens a lot with women. I'm not, I, I talked to one guy before that was like, Oh, he been acting funny since he got this bitch. And I'm like, yeah, he getting some good pussy now, nigga. Boys night is not that appealing to him at this moment. But um, it happens a lot with females where women um, get in relationships and um, not even a woman that got in a relationship, but their friends start being a little jealous. And um, I think it's a overall Islamic concept. I think it is worded differently. I want for my sister what I want for myself, which is one of the things that that in, introduces and allows polygamy. Within the Islamic community, but I want to say it, and I want any female that's listening, any guy that's listening, that has guy friends who are embarking on new relationships, or even their old relationship is getting more solid, more tangible. And ladies, you know, it's cuffing season. So maybe one of your homegirls is getting cuffed, and she's just not as available as you would like her to be, or she's enjoying the fact that she's dating and she's getting these gifts and she's getting these lavish things. I want. For all my motherfucking friends. Exactly what the fuck I want for me. Okay. I want my girlfriend to be fucking with a boss ass nigga. That's treating her right. I want my girlfriend to be getting fucked good. I want her to be getting good presents. I want her to be happy. And that happiness that I seek. I want that for every woman in my life. My mama, my sister, all my homegirls. So I want to leave y'all with that idea. Men and women, but especially ladies. Want for your girls what you want for you. If she get it first, cool. You might meet your husband at her wedding, bitch, relax. Relax and stop being a motherfucking hater. Let that bitch flourish. I don't give a fuck if the relationship is for two weeks or two months or ten years. Let that girl be happy and let her enjoy the moment because it's nothing worse than being in a situation in a slump. It's nothing worse than being in a slump, a relationship slump. That shit sucks. It's the worst place to be in where nobody's treating you right. You ain't getting no good dick. Oh, my God. Hallelujah to your friend. But anyhow, I want to leave y'all with that. Want for your friends what you want for yourself. Because it's enough everything for everybody. It's enough comes back the love for everybody. So share the podcast. I love you. Subscribe, like, follow, tell a friend.